0: hello 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 and welcome back to the reclaim podcast i'm your host whitney Elise, just a black girl out here trying to help everyone do better including and especially herself hey guys welcome back to the show or if you're new here hi hello and welcome i'm gonna be really transparent with you guys i'm not having the best day today i'm been in a mood um it's been exacerbated by stuff happening, you know, nothing detrimental, nothing devastating. It's just, you know, as a human being, you just get in moods and it is coloring a lot of my day. And so I'm going to be pushing through this podcast. I had a debate with myself, do we do the podcast or do we not? Do we just hold off for a week? Um, And I was like, you know what? You, you could push through this one. Like, yeah, you're grumpy. (laughs) You're, you're feeling a little grumpy. Um, It's okay. You can talk to the folks Um, and talking to you guys does make me feel happy. And this week, um, maybe I knew this while I was, that I was, I don't know, maybe intuitively I knew that I was going to be in a mood um, as I recorded this Uh, because this week's topics are funny and pop culture and less with the heavy, more on the, you know, we're watching people do stuff, I'm watching people entertain us, and I want to talk about that stuff, so yes, um, last week, last week's episode, uh, entitled, Hey Miss Donda, I talked about why we do not deserve Andre 3000, because we don't. We simply don't like if you listened, if you had a chance to listen to that um, Andre 3000 verse where he just chefs kissed. It was just so it's so beautiful and heartbreaking and heartfelt and relatable. Uh, Oh, God, it's just on a song that wasn't even on the album, wasn't even produced. um, that Drake really thought he was doing something with when he was supposedly exposing Kanye for some I don't know beef or something like that and you leak a verse about a man who thought the project that they were going to be working on was about honoring their mothers that had passed and you leaked you leaked a song with a man talking about the death of his mom like also I don't want to hear any men saying that women say that women are emotional because I'm going to simply point to a politics and B, Kanye and Drake's beef. Don't, don't ever say women are irrational and emotional and stuff like that. Plus we're human beings. We're allowed to be emotional, but that was ira- irrational. I don't think that Drake even listened to the song or listened uh, to the entire song. He probably only heard the parts where Kanye was just being Kanye. Because if, I'm sure if he heard the entire song, well, I like to give him the benefit of the doubt that if he had listened to the entire song, he probably wouldn't have released that one. That probably wouldn't have been the one. Um, We talked about Britney Spears getting free. We talked about 50 cent and, um, yo, some people are just destined to just be bad humans. And it's like, even in moments where they could shine as a good human, or at least, at least do like something dutiful and, and honorable they choose not to that's 50 cent um we talked about how ancestry is connecting a lot of black people with their ancestors in an exciting way um so if you want to hear more about that you can go back to last week's episode and you, honestly you can go to any episode enjoy yourself <laughs> i love it i love when you guys tell me that you're binging the show like i love that that makes me feel like really really excited really happy And honored, like, I'm honored that you're taking time out of your life to listen to me rant and rave about adulting and culture and politics and parenting and all that stuff like that. See, look, my mood is already lifting, talking to y'all. Um, all right, well, let's get to this week's fun stuff. Let's dive into the church announcements. Let the people of the Reclaim say Amen. Glad to be here. Say amen again. And say amen one more time if you really like the show. We're glad that y'all are here today and these will be your church announcements. Alright, let's get into these church announcements. So, New York Fashion Week happened. Um, It's very interesting to see the clothes. It's very interesting to see the shows. It's very interesting to see how people are interpreting clothing as art um it took me a while to get there uh earlier in my blogging and things like that I'm like I don't get New York Fashion Week I don't understand New York Fashion Week I don't understand Fashion Week in general um having been a few times having sat in the shows and things like that I realized that we're not look yes you're you're potentially looking at things that you will buy in the store yes but mostly you're looking at a bunch of artists interpretation of the moment that we are living in not trying to make it too deep not trying to make it too spooky it's just that's how i've learned to look at it uh so it's been very interesting to look at the clothes to watch some of the shows uh, watch bits of the shows of course online or you know, on Instagram, um, and I've seen like a lot of people doing their shows or doing their shows outside, or if they didn't have them outside, you know, they had people with masks and things like that. Um, so that's been really, really interesting to see, especially cause last year, you know, our fashion was sweatshirts and leggings, which to be honest, always, well, not always, but for a, the last several years has been my fashion. I call it writer chic, work from home chic, (laughs) you know, so leggings, sweat, uh, what I'm wearing now, leggings, sweatshirt, t-shirt, uh, hair in two buns as I'm talking to you. So it was, that was very interesting. Uh, the Met Gala happened. Now, you know, the Met Gala, um, they usually have a gala at the beginning of, they have different exhibits and things like that. And so they have the gala, you know, kind of to highlight the beginnings of that new exhibit. And this exhibit is called In America, a Lexicon of Fashion. I thought it was just a really interesting topic. Um, and I wanted to see how people were going to interpret that. Um... So the show, to show, Jesus, no, it's a gala, but the gala was opened by gymnast Nia Dennis and an HBCU style marching band. So that was really interesting. Everybody was wearing red, white, and blue. Very, very interesting opening. I'm like, "Mm, an HBCU band at the Met Gala? All right, I'm into it. Okay, Cool. Um, and Nia performed on the steps of the Met that's really interesting Uh, some of my favorites that I saw Sierra in a sequin dress uh, with a football print like style number in the sequence Um, green sequin dress first of all Sierra can rarely do any wrong rarely I'm not going to say she can't do any wrong but rarely rarely do any wrong um and so football America okay I see it Jackie Ina the very very talented uh beauty guru now like I was going to call her beauty influencer but she's an industry unto herself she was the black Barbie so she had like a blonde wig and this really really cute pink dress style with I believe it was a um bodysuit underneath like a different shade of pink very very cute really I liked it a lot Lupita Nyong'o another one who can rarely do any wrong rarely I haven't seen her do it wrong so I'm, I'm not gonna say never but I'm gonna say I haven't seen it she wore this denim dress and had a huge styled afro denim afros not to say Afros are strictly American, but I'm getting the vibe. Okay. All right. Yara Shahidi, she, her entire presentation was a nod to Josephine Baker, even though Josephine spent a lot of time in France. Um, Josephine Baker is a notably American woman, uh, born in St. Louis, I believe. So yeah, I got it. I got that. Um, Who else, who else followed the theme? Cause there was a bunch of people who I wasn't sure if they followed the theme, but they just looked damn good. Like Mary J. Blige. (laughs) She just looked really, really, really good. Like gasp. Holy smokes. Look at this dress. Look at this styling, like stunning, stunning. Uh, Chloe and Hallie. um, again, two who rarely miss rarely, if ever. Uh, Hallie was giving like share from the '70s vibes, and I felt like I'm not sure if this is actually true. Um, and maybe with some additional research, I will find out if this is true. But I felt like Chloe was giving like Marilyn Monroe vibes with her dress, um, but it was a little too long to be like that white iconic dress from um, that white iconic dress moment from Marilyn Monroe, but. It's just a casual observation. Uh Kiki Palmer again. Amazing. I know that she was working the red carpet. So she's just she's just so beautiful. Just a beautiful woman. Uh who else? Again, I'm not sure if they that was under the theme like I didn't really hear anything about what she wore. And as an interpretation, there was there was one gentleman and I cannot find his name in my research. But he showed up in an off, he showed up with white pants um, that were cuffed at the ankle. And then he, sh- it was a off the shoulder kind of corset situation um, with a long, with a strap across his chest. And it looked like a long train in the back. What it actually was representing um Because, you know, the outfit sounds cool. Everything is all white. But what it was supposed to be representing was slaves in the cotton fields. And the strap across his back with the long train was supposed to represent the bags that they used to carry the cotton in. And I was like, that is really interesting. And falls in line with the theme. Falls amazingly in line with the theme. Um, Oh, my gosh. I feel like I'm I'm missing another person. Uh, I believe her name is Kiana long horse or ugh, I'm so frustrated with myself because I don't have her name in here, but I just remembered her stunning indigenous woman came to the Met Gala wearing turquoise jewelry and this beautiful gold dress, um, representing the native peoples of the United States. And I'm like, yo, More of this, more of this. Um, there was another artist who showed up, um, literally wearing what appeared to be like theater blood and feathers in their, in his hair. I don't know. I don't know if, um, I don't know their pronouns. I'm gonna say they showed up with a bunch of theater blood on them and feathers in their hair. Again, more of that, like more of that. If you're going to the Met Gala and the theme is, um, in America, a lexicon of fashion, let's talk about it. Let's get into those issues. Let's talk about the entire, let's talk about the entire deal. Like, again, you have people who showed up in like great looks, you know, like Steph Curry, Aisha Curry, sparkly, pretty dress. Absolutely. Um, Steph Curry had a co- coordinating jacket and pant mo- um, moment with his wife. Uh, he's supposed to be inspired by Michael Jackson. Uh, I didn't hear what Aisha was supposed to be inspired by, but okay. Michael Jackson, I get it. American music. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, who else? Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Oh my goodness. Showed up in this white dress. And I was like, oh, you know, like whenever I see a politician in a white dress, I think of the suffrage, um, the suffrage movement. And so I'm like, Oh, yeah, that's really, really dope. That's really, really exciting. Okay, cool. She turned around and had it written in red on her back, going down her back, tax the rich. (laughs) The dress was by designer Aurora James. um, And it was so cute because I saw an, an interview with Aurora James and AOC and AOC was saying how when she was waitressing she used to she used to find like she used to look at Aurora James's designs and like be absolutely emphatically in love with them just lo- like she was so excited she was like I love these things she's like one day I'm going to wear these things um, and here she is at the gala wearing a dress now AOC ha- is getting a lot of hell about, you know, even going to the Met Gala, which, you know, if you purchase a ticket to the Met Gala, it's $30,000 a ticket. That's a lot of money. Um, but if you're invited, you go for free. So AOC was invited. So she's going for free. Um, people were like, that's just such a, a it's, I don't know what the right was saying about her, but they were saying like, they were saying nasty things. Um, I only saw a few things before I turned it off. I'm like, all right, that's enough out of you guys. Um, some of the left were saying some some of the very similar things. Like, oh no, like a civil servant. You need your head. You're rubbing your elbows with the elite. blah I'm like, I can't think of a better place for a person like AOC to be in a dress that says tax the rich at an event that boasts a $30,000 ticket that she came to for free to be present, <laughs> to be present amongst all those rich people in a dress that says tax the rich. I can't think of a better place. I think I can't think of a better place. So go ahead, AOC. I hope you had a great time. Also um, driving the folks crazy. She looked incredible, incredible. Um, Aurora James was uh, also there with her. I thought that was really sweet that she took her as her date. Um, also falling in line with the theme. Who else? Rihanna. All right. So Rihanna has been hailed as kind of like the queen of the unofficial queen of the Met Gala. If there was such a thing, she always arrives the last. She always arrives last. She, her outfit is always, her look is always highly anticipated. And so she comes with boyfriend, um, what is that boy's name? ASAP Rocky? Is that him? Yeah. And... At first, I didn't get it. I was like, it looks like they both are wearing quilts, like just big quilts. Um, ASAP Rocky's quilt kind of remind me of like the quilts that my great grandmother and great great grandmother used to make um, that my grandmother had at her house, like those quilts. I was like, okay, Americana, I kind of get it. Okay, okay. But I didn't understand Rihanna's look, which was a head to toe, big poofy outfit with a beanie, some jewels on and, you know, a dark, dark makeup look. So I was like, okay, I don't really get it. So I had to do some research. So I went and did some research. I found out that she had a black hoodie style dress. It was supposed to be like a hoodie. Um, she wore a jewel encrusted do rag with a beanie on top. And her take was, she's taking things that had been vilified from popular culture that the black community wears and giving them a haute couture twist. And I'm like, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. In America, a lexicon of fashion. Let me wear a hoodie, a do-rag and a beanie and drive the point home, drive the point home about blackness and how we have been vilified on this red carpet with all these people. Brilliant. You see what I'm saying? When I talked about earlier, how the clothes are more art and they, you have to look at what they're saying in the moment. That's what Rihanna was saying in the moment. Also, they just, her and her boyfriend, they just, they're just a giggly mess. They're adorable together. Um, and so I'm happy. I'm happy to see them together. Uh, but a lot of people had a lot of criticisms about the Met Gala. First of all, someone said that it's just like, you know, it's getting too inclusive. It's too many people here. It's too many, you know, it feels like anybody can come. Anybody can show up. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's, that's kind of cool. Like, I like the fact that I'm, I can see a politician next to an actress next to a rapper next to a beauty guru next to a music legend <laughs> you know next to a sports star like i love that I i'm i really into it you know when the met gala first started it was very exclusive for fashion insiders and top insiders at that models designers um top models designers and that sort of thing. And here we are, you know, and it's become really, really heavy on the celebrity, especially after Anna Wintour took the reins. Um, so it's very, very interesting to see. But there's been a lot of criticism because of the amount like it was very black, I'm not gonna hold you this year was extremely black. And a lot of people were saying, you know, all of these, all these black folks here, why didn't any of these black folks wear any black designers? Well, that's a, that's a good critique. It's a fair critique. Um, There's plenty of American designers that folks could wear black American designers that folks could wear. Um, But pop sugar reports that Lewis Hamilton used his table at the Met Gala to support emerging black fashion designers. So Pop Sugar writes, a frequent Met Gala attendee, the seven time Formula One champion is known for wearing the work of high profile designers. This year, however, Hamilton invited three emerging black designers to his table Theophilo, Kenneth Nicholson, and Jason Rembert. Over the past 18 months, they were chosen by Hamilton to share his table. To both showcase the theme of the evening and begin efforts to diversify the fashion world, this is a reminder it's thirty thousand dollars a ticket, and this man was just like, "Yeah, you know I 'm take three and then those three got to invite people with them, like I saw Shakiri Richardson, which she corrected all of us <laughs> she let us all know that it's not Shakari, it's Shakiri um, and Yeah, I saw her wearing one of the designer's outfits and I believe she was carrying a Brandon Blackwood bag, which, you know, there were several people carrying Brandon Blackwood bags on the red carpet, which I'm like, okay, look at this, okay. Um, I'm sure there were more fashion moments. I'm sure there was more. I'm sure there was more. That's all I'm going to say. I'm sure some folks wore American designers, black American designers, a lot of the designers I saw were not even American. So I feel like people kind of missed with that because we have tons of creative American designers and we have tons of like, especially for the black folks. I'm not saying that they should have only worn black American designers, but you know, I mean, and maybe for the turnaround, like I'm thinking about like, what's her name? storm reed stormy reed young lady actress um she got invited to the met gala like i believe the week before like if not like a few days before so you have to have like a entire outfit like that's worthy of the camera beauty team and stuff like that you have to have that's a quick quick turnaround so i'm not sure if certain houses were on or um not even fashion houses, but just designers were unable to keep up with the demand of the turnaround, you know, to create something that fantastic that I catching for the Met Gala, like she's not going to brunch. She's not, not to say that black designers only design for brunch, but we black folks do love a good brunch. Like, let me tell you, but you get it. You get it. It's a quick turnaround. All right. Um, I don't know if I want to talk about Kim Kardashian West. I do want to talk about some of these naked dresses. So Zoe Kravitz, I saw Zoe Kravitz. I saw um, Tessa Thompson, sort of Tessa Thompson. And who was the other one? Kendall Jenner all wore these naked dresses. And you remember when Beyonce showed up a few years back to the Met Gala and she wore a naked dress. And then ever since... It, felt, it feels like there's been a naked dress. And when I say a naked dress, this is like a person who is literally wearing a shroud, but they're completely naked otherwise. I feel like that's cool and great. You can wear whatever you want to the Met Gala. Like I can't tell these these celebrities who have access to any designer of their choosing that they what they can and can't wear to the Met Gala. I'm sitting right now in a hoodie with holes in it. <laughs> So I'm not telling them what to wear. I'm telling them that I, it, this is just a thing that I, that personally, personally, just me. I don't like it. I don't like it. I, this is a chance to release, as Demetria L. Lucas on her podcast, re- uh, Ratchet and Respectable, another podcast that I like. I told you guys, I'm going to make you guys a full list of podcasts that I listen to and I like, and I'm, I'm going to stand up to my word. But as she says, release the fabric. (laughs) Like, this is the chance to like show off a designer's skills. And so many people like even rose to the occasion of that. Um And it's like if you're not gonna if you're not going to pay attention to the theme of the night, which you really can, the Met Gala is almost like a costume ball. Like I saw uh Cara Delevingne wore a white outfit that said um peg the patriarchy which I thought was really 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 funny um a lot of the lgbtq community showed up and showed out um with outfits that like really had something to say uh who else who else but yeah, the naked dresses, I, d- I don't, like, okay, we all know that you're thin. <laughs> like, we all, we can see your body. Yes, it's very, very sexy. It's like, if you're not going to follow the theme, like, at least release the fabric. Like, enjoy the, enjoy the fabric of the moment. Like, don't, don't come out here with, like, floss. And I, I, It's just a personal thing. It's just a personal thing. Lil Nas X. Let's talk about Lil Nas X. Lil Nas X came with a giant, he came with three outfits that he showed just for the red carpet. He wore a big cape that he walked into at first and then he took the cape off to reveal the gold suit of armor. I believe it was done by Versace. Um, The whole look was done by Versace. And then he took off the, um, the armor to reveal a cat suit. And his representation was how he had come into the world as a gay man he had to come and very very covered you know had to hide it hide who he was and then after he took off the robe to reveal the suit of armor he had to be ready to fight he had to be really ready to defend himself um still felt like he couldn't live in his truth and then finally he took off the armor with the cat suit to reveal who he actually was who and how he's living in his truth I don't know if that's the theme of the night but damn it if, if not for showmanship and not for a worthy, like representation of things to say, like worthy representation of things to say, like shout out to Lil Nas X for that moment. I'm trying to think if there was anybody else, cause now I'm going off script. Um, oh, the poet Laurette. What is her name? What is her name? Um, she did Biden's, shoot, I'm going to kick myself for this. She did Biden's inauguration poem. What is her name? What is her name? Why does it escape me when she was, she did such a beautiful job. And I talk about her all the time. Amanda Gorman. (laughs) I'm so mad at myself. Amanda Gorman. Guys, it's a lot to remember off. Uh, Like I said, I'm going off script right now. Yeah. Amanda Gorman showed up as, um, her representation of Lady Liberty. Uh, she had the cutest little clutch. That was a little book, um, like a pearlescent book clutch. And she wore this really, really beautiful, something about black people in jewel tones. I tell you, um, With this beautiful blue on and this, I don't know if it was a, I couldn't tell what shade, I feel like it was silver, um, Laurel on her head and just lovely makeup. She just looks really, really beautiful. She was Lady Liberty, well, representing Lady Liberty. And I thought that was just perfect for her. Absolutely perfect for her. Michaela Cole of I May Destroy You. Michaela Cole showed up in a blue cat suit y'all the skin the face the cheekbones the beauty the eyes the color again jewel tones black folks in jewel tones gorgeous 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 is there anything I want to I feel like I've talked about the Met Gala for like 20 whole minutes all right let's move along to something else (laughs) the Met Gala happened uh, What also happened? Chloe Bailey. Let's talk about Chloe Bailey. Chloe Bailey, or as I like to call her, Locke Yonce, uh, recently released her video for her song, Have Mercy. A lot of people are getting offended because we keep comparing Chloe Bailey to Beyonce, but I'm like, y'all, she's on Beyonce's label she's mentored by Beyonce she has been being mentored by Beyonce for a good portion of her career the song feels very much like Beyonce the video not entirely but it has a lot of nods to Beyonce like very very Beyonce like things that Beyonce does like there's this clip where the camera is in Chloe's face and Chloe's doing this this eye look left to right Kind of, and it's kind of like Betty Boop face that Beyonce does, you know, um, the cadence of the song, it's very sing songy, rappy, which, you know, it's kind of a mode that Beyonce is currently in right now, um, with a lot of her music and, you know, just very Beyonce. And I don't think that people need to be offended by that. Like that's her mentor. That's who she looks up to. Um, but also don't be mad that people are drawing parallels, like, you know, you, you see what you see. Um, a lot of people had a lot of criticisms, which they always do. This is a reminder that Chloe Bailey is 23 years old. She is a grown woman. She can drink, she can vote, she can own property, she... (laughs) she's grown grown she could drive she could she's grown grown she's grown she's a grown woman and she's doing what young grown women do which is explore sexuality and liberation and this is this is natural like this is a natural thing for a young woman to do it just it makes a lot of people uncomfortable when black women um young women let me say young women young women explore their sexuality this way and feel free in it. Like somehow we feel like we should be restrictive. Like only, only guys can really talk about their sexuality and things that they like. Like women, it's still kind of taboo, which is ridiculous because it's like in a cishet world, men require, uh, cishet men require, require their cishet female women partners to not talk about sex like not enjoy sex, not discuss sex, but they want to have sex with them. It's very strange. Maybe we'll do a deeper dive another day. But anyway, Chloe is having fun out here being 23 and I'm living for her. I feel like a proud big cousin. I don't want to call myself auntie yet because she's 23. <laughs> she's 23. I'm not that much older than her. I'm 20. No, I'm not that much older than her at all. No. So yeah, like I could have babysat Chloe. Like I'm not her auntie by any stretch. She is a grown, 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 grown woman. Now, I don't think that the criticisms are fair of her. I think that they're a little intense. And I think it's because a lot of us watch Chloe and Hallie grow up. And so we feel like some type of entitlement to discuss their development and the things that they should be wearing, shouldn't be wearing and stuff like that. First of all, we don't, we don't know these women. We don't know these women. They are not our children. They are not our cousins. They are not our friends. A lot of us will never meet these people in person ever, ever. And so I think that we have to gauge things in that light. And also remember what we were like when we were 23. It's just, there was no internet, you know, for a lot of us or the internet wasn't that big of a deal. You know, no one was posting like, what we were doing and a lot of us, a lot of us, 99% of us weren't celebrities when we were doing those things. So all she's doing is having a good time, being young, enjoying her talented self. Chloe can dance. Chloe can perform. Chloe is electrifying. Chloe can sing. Um, and I don't understand what the problem is. I don't understand what the beef is. I say, let her enjoy herself. Let her enjoy it's not, it's not even like, it's not offending anyone. It's not hurting anybody. You know, it's, it's weird that y'all are freaking out like this Um, N T V music awards, video awards, that whole thing that happened, um, which is weird. Cause it's like, yeah, we have video awards, but do we do we Like we have music videos, but I remember music videos being a bigger thing. Like I remember, God, I'm going to sound so old. I remember being when I was younger, like way, way, way younger, like, Michael Jackson putting out a video, it was like an event. (laughs) It was like a theatrical event for a video that probably lasted maybe like five minutes. But still, I remember the box. Shout out to anyone who remembers the box where it would, there were numbers that were slow scrolling across the TV screen. And you would, if you had money, you would call in to request your music video and you had to pay You had to pay, (laughs) this sounds so wild. You had to pay for this music video to come on the screen and to watch it, or you had to be like me and hope and pray that somebody ordered your song, right? Music videos were such a big thing. And then, you know, you had TRL and you had um, AJ and Free over on BET, God, why am I forgetting the name of that show? But yes, this is what happens when you go off script. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> apparently music videos still happen. They're still a thing. I believe y'all don't call them music videos anymore. Y'all call them visuals. Uh, okay, I like how it's elevated. All right. Just like my niece alerted me that we don't call commercials commercials anymore. They call them ads. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. I still feel old. Um, it's just like we don't call purses purses anymore like they're still called purses but like the kids call them bags like we call them i mean it is a bag but like my grandmother called it her pocketbook. and i'm like oh okay you know things change with the times like this is this is what this is this this is this so that happened uh speaking of chloe bailey she performed again very very beyonce like set <laughs> very beyonce like vibes Uh, she was introduced by her sister, which I thought that was like an incredible moment. Um, Hallie is giving, she's giving a lot of like sisterly energy. If you get what I'm saying? Like if Chloe is Beyonce, Hallie is definitely Solange. Like don't play with my sister. Like we wrapped up the little, we wrapped up the little mermaid. It's coming out. Like I, I got time. I got, I got time. Who won it? That's the energy. <laughs> That's the energy she's giving um, on the red carpet of uh, the Met Gala. Like there was this great moment where um, a bunch of photographers wanted to take their picture, and Hallie went and helped the the staff of the event help straighten out Chloe's dress. And it was just, it was, just, it was such a sweet sisterly moment. It's just like just watching sisters be sisters, like as a sister, you know, like it, if your sister is like, is in need of like something, like something straightened out, like fix something real quick, something like that. Like you do it and you don't even think anything about it. It's, you know, just, It's your sister. So you know, your family, you take care of each other. That's what you do. And so to see that modeled in such a, a public and like celebrity type way, um, I don't know. It's it's, it's so cute. Like, I just, I really appreciated that. Um, Also, at the MTV Music Awards, Normani decided that she was going to set fire to the entire place. Um, Normani, y'all need to stop sleeping on Normani. Um, She deserves, she deserves, she just deserves. That's another young woman. Y'all need to leave her alone. Let her explore and let her blossom into the person that she wants to be, okay? Um, stop writing the sting pieces about this woman. So Normani had a performance of I don't know the song because 'cause I'm a junior level auntie. Um, like I said previously, she had a performance, gave a big nod to Janet, which I love. <laughs> I love, I love, I love, I love how Yes, give Janet her flowers. Give Janet her flowers. Um she also had this moment where she had Tayana Taylor strapped to what looked like, I don't know what she would call it. People are calling it a crucifix, and I don't think it was anything like a crucifix, um, but she had her strapped to like, it, I felt like this is like, like, I don't know, like it felt like medical, almost, like, like, like medical-y alien-y, science-y, science-fiction-y sort of situation. Um, And proceeded to just... I I don't even know how to describe it. But she was dancing erotically. And that's what... On Tayana Taylor, people lost their minds. People loved it. It was great. Which I think is really funny because (laughs) the same people who loved Normani's performance with Tayana Taylor, you know, had a kind of hate Lil, Nas's, Lil Nas X's performance you know with all of his gay background dancers it's like alright well you know Normani and Tayana are doing the same things that Lil Nas X is doing why is women on women okay but men on men is not like hmm that's something we'll tackle a, a, another time I told you I'm not trying to be too deep um uh, all right, I have a really big story. And then I have an update. Let's do the update first. Um, Actually, you know, it's not an update, because we did not talk about it. I talked about it on social, I didn't talk about it here. So there was a show, th- there was a show, and I'm happy to say was past tense, that was being created and um promoted by CBS, called The Activist. Now, <laughs> if you haven't heard this show was supposed to be like American Idol for activism. Like not necessarily with like the singing and things like that, but there were over something like five or six episodes, these handful of activists would do tasks, raise money um, and somehow social media supposed to vote them in, vote them out uh, resulting in one person winning a chance to talk to world leaders in Italy, right? So the language that I picked up yesterday when I was uh, preparing for the show says, from CBS says, one thing seems more clear than ever. Planet Earth is a singular village demanding if not relying on individual engagement. From the the global citizen movement comes an awe-inspiring look at what can come what can come of it? The activist pairs advocates from the world of health, education, and the environment with famous figures in a series of competitions that'll take the winners and their ideas for a seismic world change to the G20 summit in Italy. Competition of activism. I know we're all trying to ride this wave um, of You know, what people saw last year with, you know, Black Lives Matter. uh, What people have been seeing with the women's marches, the young people marching for the earth and things like that. Like, but we don't have to commodify everything, everything. Miriam Hosna said this, there's already a competition between activists and that's called social media. This is literally performative activism. This is literally performative activism. This is people performing activism. Health, education, and the environment. <sighs> safe topics, if you ask me. Very, 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 very safe topics. Meanwhile, I'm thinking about like people who've had their lives threatened, their homes threatened, their families threatened, their livelihoods threatened. Been thrown in jail, beat, uh, arrested, lost jobs, lost income, um, all that stuff like that to do activism work, to do activism work. And here you have people making a TV show out of it. The hosts were said to be Usher, Priyanka Chopra, Chopra Chopra. And Julianne Huff. Usher doesn't need this check. <laughs> he does not need this check. I don't know why he would have even signed on to this. Usher does not need this check. He needs to go, like, he's he was doing a great residen- residency in Vegas last time I checked. I don't know if he's still there or not. But I don't think Usher needs this check. Uh, I don't know anything about Priyanka Chor- Chopra. But I've heard people say terrible things about her. So I don't know, personally, I have not read up on her. I don't know. But Julianne Huff is a very interesting pick. <laughs> it's like people want this, they want to make this white girl work so bad. Like she was Sandy in like the remake of Grease, which you don't have to remake Grease. Grease was, is fine the way it is like If the kids want to watch it, I guess you want to modernize it, take out all the problematic stuff, fine. Okay, then that's not Grease. That's something else. Um, But, like, they can watch Grease the way the Grease is. Y'all trying to make this little girl work for us. And we have not forgotten that mere years ago, back when Orange was the New Black was an extremely popular show, that Julianne Huff, for Halloween, did blackface to be one of the characters, I believe Crazy Eyes. It was um, Uza Adubo's character. And she painted herself brown to do that character. We have not forgotten. We have not forgotten. We have not forgotten. And she is a young woman. You can't tell me that she didn't know blackface wasn't a bad thing to do. Like, come on. And she did it for Halloween. Halloween trips y'all up every time. By the way, it's coming up. This is your reminder blackface and dressing up like other people's culture that you, co- costume this these are our cultures these are not our costumes these are our skin tones these are not our, our these are not costumes okay it's not fun to pretend to be a black person for one day a year like no stop that <laughs> stop that y'all are ridiculous it's a very interesting she's a very interesting pick for a show called the activist like come on guys come on so there's been a lot of outcry and the article I'm getting ready to read is not fair to the outcry, but I just want to read it real quick. It's from variety. It says in response to the firestorm, CBS, the activists will be retooled from a competitive series into a documentary special. We got it wrong. Says global citizen. One of the, one of the show's producing partners offered a mea culpa response to arguments that activism should not be portrayed as a competition. Global Citizen released its own separate statements with an apology. Quote, global activism centers on collaboration and cooperation, not competition. We apologize to the activists, hosts, and larger activist community. We got it wrong. No, you got it wrong. Now, there was a part in that article where it said blog, something like, I'm trying to remember the exact quote because it pissed me off, but I'm glad I didn't include it here. Um, something like blogs, um, social media activists and blah, 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 were the, um, main proponents of against this show. And I'm like, this was written by somebody who really wanted to see this show happen because the way it's written, it's just like, I can't believe that they have to change the format of this show, which has already been shot because it was scheduled to air October 22nd. So they've already done these They've already done all the challenges. They've already done all these things. Um, They've already shot everything. So I wonder what they're going to do with that footage and how that's going to work. But they're changing it into a documentary instead. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with the quote unquote winners. I don't know how one wins at activism other than having their cause be, be seen and heard and, you know, I don't know. I don't know how one wins at activism. Someone's gonna have to explain that to me. But yeah, that's trash. <laughs> just, just hot steamy garbage. I like. I don't understand who. I, I want. So many people had to sign off on this, and then you had to find activists to do it, and then you had to, <laughs> like, just say a competition. A competition. This is wild, 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 wild. Uh, the time. 100 list came out recently um it includes who you think it would include um cover stars the people who are covering on the covers of the time top 100 um Simone Biles, Billie Eilish, and Ngozo Oconyo Iwela I hope I said that right the first African woman to lead the World Trade Organization as well as Meghan and Prince Harry. Very, very dope. Very, very exciting list. On the list, like I said, people that you would think of: Naomi Osaka, um, after she sparked the conversation around the mental health, mental health, especially mental health around sports stars. Britney Spears, Dolly Parton, Sherilyn Eiffel. If you guys are not familiar with who Sherilyn Eiffel is, she's the president and director of council um, of the NAACP Legal Defense and Education Fund. Um, her leadership, she's had incredible leadership on voting rights, police violence, and the legacy of systemic, of, of fighting against the legacy of systemic racial injustice. Incredible lady. Um, Ben Crump is on the list. Aurora James, who we talked about earlier at the Met Gala on the list. Shonda Rhimes, Simone Biles, which shout out to Simone Biles. We're sending her lots and lots of love. Currently she and a bunch of gymnasts are, at the Hill right now in DC testifying over the Larry Nassar investigation and the handling of that and how many people were trying to cover up this huge scandal in United States gymnastics. Um, so sending love to her, sending love to the, the other gymnasts, sending love to anyone who has experienced sexual violence, um, sending you love. Uh, But Simone Biles is also there. Timbaland and Swiss Beats are in there. I want to, I had to go back and read their portion. Uh, It was written by Brandy, I believe. Very, very interesting. Nicole Hannah-Jones, of course, Um, writer of the 1619 Project, who has a book coming out, you guys. It's available for pre-order. This is not an ad. She also has a children's book, which I have added to to my list of things I want to get for Emmy um allison felix is on the list will Nas x tracy ellis ross daniel kaluuya um the entire uh team over at red table talk so gammy willow and jada all in time time top 100 you know the leaders you would expect president biden vice president kamala harris uh liz cheney Stacey abrams that's a good list. It's a bunch of people that I knew. And then there's a whole lot of people I don't. So go ahead on over and listen to, listen to, read that. Um, but that's cool. And that's um, my take on what's going on in pop culture right now. Topics and things. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, let's get to the wrap up rant because this one is, it's kind of deep. <laughs> it, we're all going to laugh, but it's, it's an ever developing spiral of foolishness. All right, r- welcome to the wrap up rant. <laughs> this, it's, this story is completely ridiculous. I don't even think I could rant about it because it's such an unnecessarily big story. But here we go Nicki Minaj. <laughs> I don't know if she's trying to deflect upon what's going on with her and her husband, um, with this whole, uh, them harassing, allegedly, allegedly, they are allegedly, I'm not saying this happened or not, but allegedly, according to various news sources, um, and this victim, they are harassing the victim of her husband, uh, Apparently her husband years ago before they met, uh, sexually assaulted a 16 year old girl. That 16 year old girl has since grown up to be a woman, um, has a family of her own. Apparently Nikki has reached out so she could see if those, she could recant her story. Uh, this woman's like, no, no. Uh, they've gone back and forth. There's been harassment, there's been lawyers involved. And now this woman has had simply enough. I mean, it's not enough to just leave her alone and leave her out of, you know, this whole discussion, leave, just leave her alone. You're, you married the man like leave. That was your choice. You chose to marry this man. Um, now you're asking her to lie. All this allegedly, allegedly is happening. I don't know if she's trying to distract from that or not. But this is getting ridiculous. So Nicki Minaj recently tweeted, and I'm reading from CBS news, um, quote, they want, you, they want you to get vaccinated for the Met. Speaking of the Met Gala, um, they want you to get vaccinated for the Met. If I get vaccinated, it won't be for the Met. It'll be once i once I feel I've done enough research. I'm working on that now. In the meantime, my loves, be safe. Wear the mask with two strings that grips your head and face, not the loose one. So that tweet in and of itself is not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. She doesn't want to get vaccinated for an event. She wants to get vaccinated after she feels that she's done enough research, which anyone who's doing the research, can you you let me know what exactly is the research? Like, what is this research that you're doing? Like, are you looking at what people who have been trained, to keep human beings alive for like 18 years and spent hundreds of thousands of dollars of their own personal money and scholarships and grants and loans to try to learn how to keep people alive. Are you going to listen to them? Or are you going to listen to the random blogger, vlogger on this very democratized internet space irresponsibly tell you, are you going to listen to the people on Fox news who grant it? To work at Fox News, they have to be vaccinated. So they've gotten the vaccine that they're telling you not to get or telling you to question. But they themselves have to be vaccinated. They themselves have to wear, probably have to socially distance and wear masks. They just don't want you to know it because they're playing into their audience. Meanwhile, anyway, I said I wasn't going to go into COVID. I said I wasn't going to. I said I was going to keep this light and I am. But you get the point. What is the research? Someone tell me what the research looks like because I would like to know. Um but that tweet in and of itself wasn't the bad wasn't a bad thing. It's the following tweet. <laughs> she later tweeted, quote, "My cousin won't get the vaccine cuz cuz his friend got it and became impotent. His testicles became swollen." His friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called off the wedding. So just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision, not bullied. (laughs) Swollen testicles. In fact, the Daily Beast actually quoted that and said, Nikki says she won't get vaccine is worried about swollen testicles. And that was the, the, um, title of the article. (laughs) I, so Kurt Etchenwald responded and said, sorry, this is not a side effect of the vaccine. This is called hydro, in adults. The two primary causes are injury or STD, such as chlamydia or gonorrhea. Your probably your cousin's friend was taking one last marriage fling, picked up an STD and is blaming it on vaccines. He needs to see an MD stat. (laughs) That's what he said. That's a lot of people were saying that vaccines don't cause swollen testicles. Nicholas, like (laughs) that's not what that's not what this is, babe. Like vaccines may cause some things like there are side effects in certain people in certain people, but those outliers are very, very rare. Um It continues though. She had some pretty ignorant exchanges with one Joy Ann Reed who Joy Ann Reed basically said like, come on, you have a really, really, really big platform that you could be using responsibly. And instead you tweet things like this, like, come on, I'm a fan of you and I'm really disappointed in you saying these things to which instead of addressing Joy's actual critique of Nikki, Nikki just called her a coon. Saying that she's out to take down a, a black woman, I'm like, that's not what she said. <laughs> she's not out to take you down. She's commenting as a sis, as a as a fellow black woman, saying, "Hey, this you have twenty some odd million people following you on 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 Twitter, and God knows how many more on Instagram or wherever you're on social. Perhaps we should be using this account a little bit more effectively during." a time of a global pandemic and instead of saying that you called her a coon like that doesn't make any sense just say she hurt your feelings and go like Meghan McCain also had something to say Uh, I guess it was the testicle comment she retweeted and said that's enough uh, that's enough internet for one day to which Nikki responded eat S H I T U exclamation mark with a laugh emoji All right, fine um, So it continues. According to the Associated Press, uh, Nikki was saying that she later got invited to the White House to speak about vaccines. But according to the Associated Press, quote, the White House offered Wednesday to contact or sorry, to connect Nikki with one of the Biden administration's doctors to address her questions about the COVID-19 vaccine after the Trinidadian born rapper erroneously tweeted, alleging vaccines calls impotent went viral. So they basically said they're not, they weren't inviting her over, but they said they were going to call her. The white house said that they've offered such calls with others concerning the vaccine, part of an aggressive public, public relations campaign to beat back rampant disinformation about the vaccine safety and effectiveness. So the so she said she was going to the White House and then now she's not going to the White House. Apparently her cousin said that he needed to talk to her and she tweeted about that. Like, guys, this was supposed to be only a secret between us. And I'm like, ma'am, you are a celebrity with millions of followers. Of course, nothing's going to be secret if you tweet it. Like, come on. Then she did it. <laughs> then she did it. Last night she tweeted A bullseye emoji over a clip of one Tucker Carlson, Tucker Carlson, a 35 second clip of him defending her, challenging the vaccine. Again, a reminder that all Fox News employees have to be vaccinated to work at Fox. When people told her that, you know, Tucker Carlson isn't the one to be like, yo, Nikki, like. Tucker Carlson isn't the one to be defending or like coming alongside of because he's a white nationalist and he's peddling vaccine disinformation himself like really irresponsibly she tweeted you know how many presidents were white supremacists oh please stay on topic y'all can't do that the topic is asking questions is okay but let let's make Let's make the topic. Nikki talks to white racists so that y'all can all sleep better tonight. Dummies. Nikki can't. Just a reminder that Nikki Minaj is 38 years old. She's two years older than me. Here's where it gets worse. (laughs) Because it's, you see how we're just spiraling down the toilet here. Candace Owens chimed in saying, this exclamation mark well it's not exclamation mark it's written in all caps this they've been censoring canceling deleting and lying about every single person who simply asks questions about the vaccine the entire mainstream media is after at Nicki Minaj and she did nothing wrong evil is real when you have Tucker Carlson and Nicki Minaj we have Tucker Carlson and Candace Owens Standing up for Nicki Minaj, you know that you're on the wrong side when you have those two, <laughs> who have said black lives don't like aren't oppressed, and you know d- d- both d- they're both white nationalists. <laughs> they're both peddling hateful and disinformation. I'm baffled. I can't even get my thoughts together. What are we talking about? So here's where it gets wild. Nikki, no, here's another place where it gets wild. Nikki said that she was in Twitter jail, to which Twitter themselves responded and said her account is not being restricted at all. At all. I saw Taylor Swift came and piped up and said, now, you know, no woman should be censored for speaking her mind. I'm like, Twitter, I mean, Taylor, come on, pay attention. Like, don't say anything like that. Don't, don't, no. No, no. This morning, <laughs> as of the time of this recording, Trinidad and Tobago Health Minister Dr. Terence De Singh, Singh rather responded to the swollen testicle claim made by Trinidad-born entertainer Nicki Minaj, and says there is no such reported case in Trinidad or Tobago. None. So either this person is lying about the vaccines (laughs) or they're they're lying about the vaccines like there's no other thing so my wrap-up rant is for Nicki Minaj sis you're two years older than me we are contemporaries in this way um there's nothing wrong with you asking questions there is nothing wrong with you asking questions. Your initial tweet was not problematic at all. You said you didn't want to get vaccinated for an event. You said you wanted to do research. You said you wanted to, um, you wanted your time to do the things that you had to do. That's fine. You said you talked to people about it. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with you asking questions. In fact, you should ask questions, but don't assume that those of us who got the vaccine didn't ask those same questions. You know, there was a lot of hesitancy in the beginning of the vaccine rollout because how fast they came out. But as I've said numerous times, this is what happens when the world gets behind a health issue, that things get funded, that there's more funding and the, the science progresses What we should be asking is why hasn't the science progressed behind other things this way? Where has the funding gone for those things? Right? And I'm speaking like this because I feel like she needs a call in. Like she's, she's a new mom and I can relate. She's a black woman. Again, I can relate. She's concerned about what's going on with her health. She actually contracted COVID and had to be away from her child, um, which I can only imagine is heartbreaking. Apparently they don't have nannies. uh, So her baby has just been with her um, and she's just been enjoying new motherhood, which again, relatable, very, very relatable. It's a scary time. It's a really, really scary time but it's made scarier when more when disinformation is spread around. And that whole comment about your cousin's friends testicles just lit the internet on fire. Like not only is the the, the health minister saying that there's no case. Not only is I'm not, and I'm not calling her a liar. I'm not calling Nikki, Nicki Minaj a liar. I'm just saying that they're saying that there's no case over there. You said that the White House wanted you to come by uh, and and discuss the vaccines, and they said no. We'll call you. We'll have a, we'll have someone call you to answer your questions. Um. You're defending Tucker Carlson. Who is a a proponent of mass disinformation, um, and whose constituents, the people who listen to him, literally hate you for being a black person. Like, you're you're letting Candace Owens speak up for you and Candace Owens hates the black skin that she lives in and it's proven by her own actions it's a mess. It's a mess, Nikki. It doesn't, it's not a good look. It's not a good look as, a, as an adult. And so I tweeted earlier this week. I said, do you see how Beyonce didn't say anything about vaccines? Um, you see how Beyonce is keeping her mouth shut? Certain celebrities need to be like Beyonce. Now I'm not trying to drag Beyonce into any situation. Like I'm sure she's had her own questions and things like that. But this is just outrageous and ridiculous. <laughs> this is a mess. This is a big mess. Um, and it's a very public way to make a fool of oneself and to keep spiraling down. And rather than biting the bullet and saying I was wrong or this isn't it or and then lying about Twitter jail, being really confused about what's going on at the White House Um It's probably obvious to you now that your cousin's friend, it's not the vaccine that did it. (laughs) It's not the vaccine that did it. It's definitely either an injury or an STD uh, or STI as I believe they're called now. Um, Yeah, Nikki, please. And then to say all that and to say, well, I'm going to do the research. If you were really doing the research, none of the things that would have happened beyond the, the comment about I'm not getting vaccinated for the Mac Gala would have happened if you were actually doing the research, because then you would know this does not happen with vaccines. And that's it for our show. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you for your likes, your shares, your subscribes. Thank you for sitting and laughing with me. Cause I needed it. Thank you for talking about fluffy, cultural, fun stuff. Again, much, much love to Simone Biles to, I believe Allie Raisman is her name to all of the gymnasts who are currently testifying. I can't imagine what it must be like for Simone to go from MTV awards No, to go from the Olympics to the MTV Awards to the Met Gala all like within the last like month or so to then being re-traumatized discussing the harm that Larry Nassar did and the cover up that ensued by different officers and people in people in power. I can't imagine so I'm sending much love. There was always going to be love and support for victims here. There was always going to be love and support for victims here. Um, so much, much, much love. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for your support. Don't forget that you. Um, don't forget that you can keep the show independent by going to Patreon. That is p a t r e o n dot com forward slash Whitney Elise. Uh, you can support. There's various tiers. You can pick which one you want. Um, I am dropping exclusive content over there regularly. There's already two videos up um, as well as two exclusive blog posts over there. You can go check that out. This week's black owned business. I am shouting out Kay and Kai. If you saw on my Instagram story the other day, I was talking about Kay and Kai. Kay and Kai is a baby clothing brand black owned baby clothing brand they have the coolest just little outfits just very very Whitney <laughs> very gender neutral uh really cool colors very soft and comfortable um and so I got Emmy a few sweats sweat outfits and they're really 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 cute so go check out K and Kai I believe their Instagram is shop K and Kai uh, k spelled k a y and spelled like and kai spelled k a i shop k and kai um uh, and that's not an ad um uh, and that's this week's show i appreciate y'all for listening um sending you love hope you guys are staying well thank you so much like my mood has been lifted just talking to you guys Thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, stay safe, stay well, and peace, y'all.